Blog Talk Radio. Radio. 
wonderful weekend. We in, we enjoyed it very thoroughly. I hope everybody's staying safe um, during this uh, during this very uh, interesting time in the world. And uh, we hope that uh, you sit back, relax, and enjoy the poetry in this worldwide. Um, uh, process because we are heard in over 82 nations around the world and we are growing every single day and enjoying it massively. Without further ado, I'm going to go to the phone lines and first of all, let me uh, welcome in Rose. Hello, Rose. How are you doing? Hi. Hi there. How are you? I am doing well. I'm doing well. Um, I'm glad Great. that you could join us this morning. Um yeah. We we have a we have quite a wonderful show set up. Let me also grab a hold of Raz. Hey Raz, how you doing, brother? Hi GCA. Glad I could contribute uh, here at our house. We have eighty-two <laughs> different nations now. I remember just a couple Over of months back you yep. we were saying sixty-eight. Now it's at eighty-two. Yeah, it's, it's growing like crazy. Our, our, our let me see. Our last uh, country we added was Costa Rica. So we are all over the place. We're in every con. We've been heard in every continent except Antarctica. So who, who, whoever knows someone down in the um, <laughs> in the um, uh, uh, station down there in the sub subarctic station down in Antarctica, let them know to tune in to uh, La Cosa Nostra Radio. <laughs> we'll get Antarctica and get get on every continent. That would be great. <laughs> oh, Radio but, uh, must like be I different said, in the polls. <laughs> something like that. Well, um, I want everybody to know that we just also finished uh, our first uh, sound of uh, La Cosa Nostra. And we're going to have a second one coming up, but it's just something to check out. Uh, it's chronicling our, the two shows will be chronicling our first two years of uh, being a uh, radio show. And um, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, it is out there for um, people to check out and download as a memento. But uh, without everybody around the world, uh, we could not have done any of this. I want to put a special thank you to Boo, who uh, leads us. Um, she is uh, amazing at what she does, and uh, I don't think we could do anything without her. Well, I'm going to go back to the phone lines and welcome in Wayne. Hello, Wayne. How you doing, brother? How's it going, JC? I just added this to your... Uh, it's your, your uh... Do I... Oh, let me see. Go ahead. I am, Go I'm, ahead. Yeah, I'm yeah, I just to your your uh, thank you recording you did for all the all the two year anniversary this morning. It was wonderful. You did a great job on that. Really? Oh, thank you. But um, yeah, it, it was for. It, I'm going to tell you what. If, without all of you, without everybody in this group, um, that um, that recording wouldn't exist. And. Um, it, it's all because of you guys that makes it happen, and uh, that's what I truly believe. Um, you yeah, are our heart together, and soul. Nice. No, thank we you. Put together, nice. but, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, Rose, I'm gonna. 
I'm yes. going to start with one of your one of your poems, and we might okay. we might get to another one because uh, I'm I'm <laughs> we we've been kind of uh, slacking on you, and I apologize for that lately. But uh, I, I I've been expecting you to call. <laughs> oh really? So. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I okay. love when you, I love when you call because because your voice does uh, light light it up and uh, you put some great energy into it. So really enjoy you reading. So um, thank you. We got the we got the call of the fall. Okay, all right. Thank you very much. Um, begin poem. The call of the fall. The call of fall walks into those dark dark nights. Feet fall and crunching dead leaves, death dives into light. Then cold November smashes her fists into blued lips, pummeling, beating, never retreating into within, warm timorous railings against lost and forgotten before the staccato stack stage of mayhem. Begins the begin that had begun the beginning again, that began in a harvest moon's warm footprint, made in blueing colors of flowing flowered incongruencies. That blending bend off into offset blending octagonal angles again, fastened and folded into purple glitter pinked rings circled securely, shattering showered flowered head seeds full of leaves, faded breath brightly beaming, beginning her death watch, repeating, beginning again, blowing boldly, feeling increasing, becoming the end of the one, yet beginning a new season building on the chroma into the wheel again. In poem. I really like this. You got you got something extra special going here. Um, it, it's been a crazy uh, autumn so far here in Wisconsin. I can tell you that we were having good mild weather. Suddenly we got hit with um, a snowstorm out of nowhere and bitter cold for about a week. And now I can go out yesterday and short sleeves again and so it's all over the place and and this is kind of what uh, you're reminding me here is the steps that uh, it all takes to go to the winter now it can be a actual winter or it can be a winter someone's life where uh, they're facing something that uh, eventually is going to lead them to a time where they have to wait for um, wait for that growth to come back. And uh, that's kind of what I see here is an introduction of an end of something, whether it be the actual physical uh, uh, autumn itself or something that uh, turns into an autumn in a person's life. So I really enjoyed this piece. You did, did a wonderful job on it. Thank you. And Raz, what did you think, brother? Yeah, this definitely speaks of the cycles of nature, and uh, that bears to mind lately. We've been through the worst hurricane season of all recorded history. Louisiana was hit at least five times by Hurricane Isaiah, Hurricane Laura, Hurricane Beta, Hurricane Epsilon, Hurricane Zeta. And uh, what I have in the forecast this weekend is trying to confront Hurricane Etta, 
That's all away in the Greek lettering of uh, category storms, which is not a normal season. So uh, here you see how Carla Fall is one of those endless uh, types of phenomenon with nature which will only repeat itself seemingly forever. That is a great, great comment. And um, Wayne, what did you think, brother? I thought it was, uh, it's a lovely way to speak of a, it's a lovely poem speaking of the cycles of Mother Nature. And she goes, she covers Baldwin first and talks about the rebirth of the, of the next seasons very well. I like the, I like the two couplets, uh, feet fall and crunching dead leaves, bit thighs into light, then cold November, smash your fist into blue lips. It's, uh, she put, she nailed fall right on, right on, right on, right on the head on that, those two, two couplets. Did a great job on this. I like, like it. It's a wonderful point. Good job. Awesome. Okay, what we're going to do next is, Wayne, I'm going to go to your piece. I know you had to leave early because you had company show up the other day. So this was yeah. the piece you were going to share with us. So we're going to go ahead and read this. Okay, I think some of you probably already heard it. It's called uh, You Thought Halloween Was Scary. It goes like this. It's the year, it's the year uh, 2035. It's been 10 years since Earth was depopulated. Strange how times have changed since the virus mutated. Thought we had a handle on it back in 2024, but didn't realize what the virus had in store. Everybody wearing body suits and staying in quarantine. Hard to believe 100 million died from the vaccine. Remember when people thought that they were not infected? The masses ran to get the new vaccine injected. Nobody ever, nobody ever got cured. The virus just went dormant. Never would have known if not for the informant. When the virus reappeared, it meant almost this instant death. Some would be talking and all of a sudden lose their breath. This time it was different. It affected the youth, the youth worse. It was like they couldn't drink and died of thirst. The ones that made it out, and, ones that made it out, moved to the remote places. When they entered, you could see despair on their faces. There are only six places known to exist. The virus now roams in a strange gray mist. It has infiltrated birds, wild animals, and livestock. I think we're all going to die as I sit watching the clock. Yeah. Oh boy, this is absolutely uh chilling. I got to say this is this is chilling and uh this is uh, something that uh, I don't think any of us would want to see happen. Um uh, just absolutely freak, freak us all out and um you know, leave us like uh Thanks for scaring us all, Wayne. Really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, like the, the title just no. says it all. You thought Halloween was scary. <laughs> all right. Well, let me let me welcome into the show. I believe this is Gary. Is this Gary? Yes, sir. It is me. I'm at work, but I figured I would call in real quick and listen to the show. Little Gary. And read one if I could have Gary. time. How are y'all? What's up, little Gary? We're doing. Shoot, working. For nothing. <laughs> Working for nothing and your chicks for free. Okay. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> they they cost you money too. Uh but <laughs> Rose, Rose, what do you think? Yeah. I thought it was pretty scary for reality. <laughs> um I think reality is always full of more more fearful things. <clears throat> and I really enjoyed it. Good job. Thank you. And let me get the uh, comment comment from Raz. 
this is a realistic scenario. It's played out in the past. Viruses killing off millions, if not SARS or MERS, HIV, and now with COVID. And uh, this is not a type of boogeyman, but a real deadly threat, which can't uh, be ignored, has to somehow be tolerated. It's not over yet. <laughs> well, hopefully it soon will be. I know the last pan- global pandemic took, what, four, three and a half, four years, something like that, about 100 years ago. So um, hopefully we'll be, we'll be seeing this a lot shorter, but uh, we have to wait and see. All right. Let us move, let us move on. Uh, little Gary? Since you're at work, you have the microphone, my yes, friend. Sir. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to read today uh, What I Got Cooking by Little Gary. My rhymes flow like a river, and my words are just like a hook. And y'all little fishies, one day we'll be standing in line to get the first copy of my newest damn book. Hell, I'll make you feel like ACDC, because all night long my rhymes will have your ass shook. Shoot, I was born in the South with the knowledge as well as the look. If your climb is as steep as mine, no worries, because I got plenty of rope, and it gets longer and stronger. Every time someone says, hell no, you'll never make it or no. Y'all, I'm full of something, and I've turned that mess into hope. For those that think I'm just a little too dirty, don't worry, because I got plenty of soap. And for everyone else, come and get it, because I also got plenty of that good poetry dope. Hell, even Adam will tell you that little Gary's the man. And although I'm invisible, I stand real tall at six foot freaking three when I stand. Have you seen the size of my feet? Oh, yeah, you can't because they're covered with sand because I'm always at the beach giving the sun's ass a good tan. So I guess you'll just have to look at my hand. How did I get where I am, you ask? Hell, they wouldn't let me in, so I snook. Shoot, this hard life has turned me into a damn sneaky-ass crook because everything I got no one gave me I took. And now I'm using my rhymes to write life's poor man's player's book. I'm little Gary from East Texas, and I got word food so damn good that even Hell's Kitchen is asking my ass how to cook in point. <laughs> <laughs> love this. Love this. This is absolutely uh, um, savage, my friend. I, I really like, um, because I all, I'm always at the beach giving the sun's ass a good tan, you know that 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 reminds me of all those uh, um, oh, uh, the Chuck Norris jokes that we we heard over in Baghdad. You know, everywhere you went to the the porta potties uh, in Baghdad, on the sides of the porta potties were written all these Chuck Norris jokes. They were everywhere, everywhere. And one of the ones I remember is uh, the son couldn't stare too long at Chuck Norris or he'd go blind. And that line right there reminded me of that. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this this was funny, this was clever, and uh, it, it was savage. And it re- really, uh, I love that picture that you have up top there. Um, <laughs> Rose, what did you think of this one? Oh, I, I thought this had everything in it. 
the kitchen Zeke. I love it. Um, yeah, very inspiring. And um, I just love the last lines. I'm little Gary from East Texas, and I got a word so damn good that even Hell's Kitchen is asking my ass how to cook. I love it. <laughs> good job. Awesome. Thank you so much. And Wayne, what'd you think? I said, tell it like it is. You're one bad, one bad Southern man, one bad Southern man. Uh, you, uh, you took what they gave you and you turned it into a gourmet meal. Give them hell, brother. I'm with you all the way. Great rhyme, great job on the point. Absolutely. I'm trying to make lemonade, y'all. From yeah. <laughs> and Raz, what'd you think? Yeah, this uh, has that freestyle feel here with uh, how he's composed the thought of uh, brewing up or stirring up what's uh, in the kitchen for dinner through his own uh, intuition of verse. And so uh, with little Gary, he's the type of writer that stands in the forefront of his own verses and that's what makes it all the more heroic of him that they're right on how him being an individual tries and triumphs over the uh, adversities in society all by himself. it up. No one else is there but wants to be served. Thank you so much, man. Um, I, I appreciate your comment. That is, yeah, that is an awesome comment, and thank thank you, Gary, for uh, hopping out of your work day for us. We really appreciate that. Um, definitely. Just called me, so we're right on time. <laughs> All right, good. Well, you get back to work, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you in a little bit. Yes, sir. Y'all be safe, man. Thank y'all so much. All right. All right, where we're going to go from here is we're going to sit back, relax, and listen to a little SoundCloud by Rick. A Home Among the Shadows by Rick Howe. I belong here with the roots and the webs where shadows stretch and sigh and curl and slumber about me. Where I pick up the broken carapaces of dreams, empty, bright, ablaze, still in the stitched-together shadows of the leaves. And arrange them like conch shells on palm fronds, a sea proud in its beauty beyond them, advancing on the falling barriers of my eyes, whispering, whispering, come and see. And I impact and wake and leaves are dancing and the wind is high and shadows leap and whirl about each other. And more dreams are born, their carapace is a spectrum, their lives glorious but short. Here, in the crook of an old tree's roots, at the edge of a busy park. Ah, this is quite spectacular i almost, I almost uh relate this to uh rose's um rose's piece because it felt like uh a piece heading into autumn um, where the leaves are actually going all over the place and falling but uh th- that was just my feel to it uh, there is so much more here i think uh 
trees are a wonderful, wonderful metaphor uh, within our lives and of a person's life. And I, I think this is absolutely wonderful. Um, Wayne, what did you think of it? I thought it was a fantastic read, great emotion. Uh, he made the leaves come to come alive with a head of soul, soul that leaves did when he we talked about him. And the sense I like the best is when he said, "I and I unpacked and wake, and the leaves are dancing, and the wind is high, and the shadows leap and whirl about each other." That's a he brought the leaves to life, and he just did a great job. It's all the way around. The reading, the reading is especially good the way he read it. I, I liked it a lot. And uh, Russ, what do you think? Yeah, this reminds me of a metaphor of knowing that your sense of belonging is one that can't be taken away by any kind of external factors. This beginning of the poem, I belong here with the roots and with the webs, where shadows stretch and sigh and curl and slumber about me, is followed up by the ending, here in the crook of an oak tree's roots at the edge of a busy park. And so... By thinking of the terms he's expressed of these trees, which uh, have their own sense of uh, internal nature to have a real bearing that can't be uh, split apart through any form of uh, outside means. It's like saying the individual himself is all the more natural or all the more essential and true of life to uh, so easily be pulled away from the roots. Amazing, amazing uh, comment. And want to say hello to Joseph Moon, who is right now out on the board. Good to see him. Uh, Let's see where I want to go from here. We got so many poems that we have to read. Well, actually not too bad. Um, so let us, Raz, I'm going to go ahead and put your poem up next. That way we can hop over to everybody else's and get this move, this, get this show moving great. Uh, there you go, Raz. Yeah, this is the latest one that I've included on my homepage. It first, uh, showed up yesterday at a different blog, Elementals of Science. But here's the poem. Multiverse Dialogue. As it is said, the riddles of the unconscious orbs and stellar hibernation, earliest stories invented to explain existence, denomination, anthropic sciences came latter-day religion. The downfall of man, to be continued chapter, discontinued, Prophecy and the unfulfilled. Zeus was once of two different brothers. Analogous monologue, the Iliad dialogues. Heaven and hell below the earth settled masses. Direction loss of gravity variable. The ancestor said, the star points of the diadem crystallized thorn. And the lustry luster of the seven kingdom faded golden bursts. To the iris retina drenching and shrinking retention. Soaked sunflowers wrenching. When all the stars are gone, what legacy time forsworn belated? 
Cold deep space expanse pretension proposition frozen blase. Cronus the throne of firstborn sin. A clay sculpture powdered, molded into gazillion fragments, exploded. High frequency noises crashing, the mainline white noise static. Supermassive galactic wall, a hundred thousand dimensions at the same time. To find the exterior set, citrus strata. Perception would lose its mind processing the entire spectrum. Breaking my heart here before, a nebulous nexus, Empyrean resuscitation has none to break back. In order to elude deadly detection of alien species isolated to partial detention, the length of the archaic chaos wilderness retards, the cosmic background noise scatter, fritter, fritter. Exact width and precipice breach interstellar transmission, survivor's guilt, new opportunity to combine space, time, logo subdivided, ionic barometer, if everything is nothing and nothing is everything, you're not anything to be nothing to everything. The greatest myth of learned behavior is who said to someone else to inform you on the rules. Most things comprehend of knowledge, but that's not the measured, non-standard model format to sensible sciences. Extending of the cosmic void, Sicilian light years, multifold. The loose space forming of another universe's later stage in development silo, galaxies on a macro level of which, in a higher reality, is but the instance of a molecule. Um. You know, I think uh, no one does multi-universes like uh, the DC universe. Uh, Detective Comics, unbelievable use of, mul- of multiverses. And... Uh, for people who don't understand the concept of multiverses, it's like uh, different dimensions of um, just say that this is the same Earth, uh, just in a different um, multiverse and with a different timeline. Uh, different things could be happening. We may exist. We may exist as someone else. We may exist with superpowers. We may exist with some other form of um, disability or something to that effect. Uh, One thing I love is Kronos dethrone of firstborn sin. Uh, The the name Kronos actually means time. And I think that that is kind of a neat um, um, uh, phrase when you actually consider it in that context. Uh, I really like uh, the way that that goes. So this is excellent. You once again threw in your extreme intelligence, which is your forte, and I absolutely love the way you went with this. Excellent job. Thanks. Now now let me get the... the, um, expert opinion of a uh, rocket scientist. Uh, Wayne, what do you think? Right, I'm a rocket scientist, that's for sure. Uh, I think you explained the existence of man and then some. You went from the past to the vast reaches of the universe and to all the dimensions. I'm sure I've been here somewhere unless you, where you said, if everything is nothing and nothing is everything, you're not anything to be nothing to everything. That's, uh, that's probably me right there. 
So uh, this is deep, and, uh, and there's a lot to think about in this, and, uh, and I think you understand there are 11 dimensions according to the mathematics, and you did a great job with this. I, I like it a whole lot. But there's 11 dimensions out there somewhere, and it's proven of mathematics. And uh, so you kind of covered all the different different uh, multiverses I get. Good job. Thanks, Wayne. Yeah, that is awesome. Awesome. All right. Um and what I'm going to do is I'm going to continue on here, and uh, I'm going to read a little bit of Phil the Poet. Um, he wrote this one for our anniversary contest. I absolutely love it. It's, um, it, it is about uh, acceptance, and this is called Accepted by Phil the Poet. <clears throat> it goes like this. Accepted when I held out my dirty hand, received into the heart of every man, kindness with a smile welcomed with a thousand dancing eyes, kissed upon the cheek with poet's lips, drowning literature with thankful sips, tasting of, it, of the acceptance speech, tasting more fine than crushed peach. Thank you, one and all, for accepting me. Without your support, where would I be? Holding each other up on the poet's rock, standing tall, even feeling thunderstruck. You got my humor and self-aware, taught me how to fly, how to dare, writing free verse or rhyme, sharing love without being blind. Accepted is all I ever wanted to be, stepping through the door as no one but me, walking into a room full of faces I call friends, where, po where the poetry flows and love never ends. End poem. I think that this was absolutely brilliant. It, it's it's the pure, raw definition of acceptance. Um, it shows how a person who feels quite out of it actually comes back and um, turns around and can be taken in no matter who they are, no matter what they are, no matter how they're feeling there can be still a group of people that can turn around and accept someone as they are, not for who they are. And I think that that is a valid and very important um, part to who we are. And we really appreciate Phil who writes for us and does this kind of stuff. So that's uh, wonderful. Uh, let me get a comment from... Uh, Raz, what do you think about that? Yeah, this reminds me how you spend the majority of the year by yourself with a few people, but come a holiday or a reason a party, there's always uh, that reunion of friends and knowing there's that sense of acceptance from uh, others as well, not just sticking to yourself. By where the poetry flows and the call of friends, it, it's a reminder how you have a, these uh, reunification periods in which uh, you and those you know 
share some kind of a mutual bond or deeper sense of uh, being uh, one and the same type of uh, family and kin. Wonderful comments. And uh, Wayne, what do you think? Well, I said it's easy to accept the master of poetry. I'm glad just to wander around and wander around in his shadow because uh, he's one of the best poets on the site. He can write. To, he can write to anything he put out there in, in a logical sense. And I said, I salute you, brother. You're one of the best. He's a, he's a great poet, and, and I admire him a lot. Wonderful, wonderful comment. And uh, I'm glad that um, uh, Irish uh, has joined us. So um, wonderful there. Uh, Rose, I was wondering if you could read the next poem for us. Which would be that one? This is uh, Bah by Cindy. <laughs> Cindy. Hmm. Okay. Bah by Cynthia. Bah. Begin poem. By Cynthia Rorick. My chipped feces splattering on the splinters of a worn-out rosary. Wooden beads, but Constantino wire-rubbing, crowning priests. Praying on empty, echoing on a dead corpse, robbed at birth. Blindfolded in a mosaic mask, Karis plastered in molds, painted in the prison spores of chopped memories, fragments replying, moons marching, roaches racing out of running breast, suckling rot, an hourglass bleeding sand, tickling the abrasiveness of death, tiny art ant playing a harpsichord, two step in the ballerinas, mismatched feet waltzing in the holocaust of a spirograph with paper clips slashed and sliced roots, singing a ravaging laugh of I have no clue, my dolphin's lullaby choreographed, a cakewalk proffering seats, hanged in, the woman's feeties imprinted here, gout-ridden, crippled, stumbling, the seat breathing, cobalt spikes, bah, indelible ink, my flipping chair, reserved, the black sheep is grazing. In poem. <laughs> yeah, there's so much to this. Um, you know, Cindy's got a got an excellent, excellent touch for um, for abstract. It almost brings you to another another realm, another place, another um, another. Um, just uh area that uh is absolutely beyond thought you know this is absolutely wonderful i love how she put this together because it opens up such thought patterns and it opens up such uh imagery within our minds just an absolute wonderful wonderful piece uh raz i'm going to ask you for the first comment on this yeah, this speaks of those in society who feel to be uh, outcasted by their own alternate uh, principles of religion, unorthodox views, and with that comes a sense of isolation that you're not part of a moral whole in the process, but uh, who's blamed by uh, the forefront of uh, religious preachers to be uh the wicked or the sinner or the non-believer 
And uh, they're regular human beings, too. So uh, while the black sheep is out there grazing, the question is, do we have the right to uh, discriminate someone else just based on their behavior, what it provokes out of uh, questioning society? Amazing, amazing comment. Rose, you read it. What do you think? Wow. I, I thought it had so many different um, <sighs> demarcations of uh, points of reality, but yet it was abstract enough to be able to leave them and go somewhere else with it. And I thought it was pretty awesome. Um when I got done reading it, I had to really just pause and just, like, feel it, you know? It was great. Wonderful comment. And Wayne? Well, she makes a great sheep. It's all I know. This is amazing right. Uh, there's so much here that I'm lost for words. Every statement is great and, and no abstract, but it's, it's great in its own, own, own words. And uh, they say everything in such a poetic way. I'm just sitting here in awe thinking, wow, this, what a great poem. This is wonderful. There's so much to talk about at this point. It's amazing. Awesome, awesome comments. And uh, we're going to continue with the poetry. I am going to have, let me see, Wayne, I'm going to have you read this next poem for us. Uh, let me find Well, I'll do my best. Thing. We're going to have you read a little Titus, my friend. I think this is the shortest oh, no. poem I've ever seen. <laughs> I think this is the oh. shortest poem I've ever seen uh, Titus write. So you, you, you're going to be okay. All right. Well, Titus is pretty much a busy guy for me. I hate to follow his footsteps at home. And uh, it's a sonic, and it's, uh, it goes like this. To have diverted attention to your eyes, of which, of course, surrounds all modesty, a depth, a depth of self relating to the skies. Who's in it? It has invoked some amenities, amnesty. A pardon to have, all, have taken all which gazed upon you had taken selectedness. Of choice of not to be oppressed, that once amazed, a depth in which to look at and come up this. Did neither look around to make it one ahead. My concentrated efforts need I take. Ignore what others' eyes have firmly led. They're leading to all places that you're that you then you say then you sake. The eyes you would have told me if you if you should if you should y'all dare attempt to near crosses it such uh, elsewhere again that is terrible terrible read oh you did fine you did fine my friend um, he's he's um, this is a this like I said this is about the shortest I have ever seen um, Titus read is Al Hajab. Uh, it refers to the veil which separates man or the world from God. And I think that this is, like I said, this is probably one of um, one of those classic styles that just defines uh, who, um, who Titus is. He grabs a hold of them and absolutely lays them down and brings them forward like uh, like no one else can. And I think he did a, a absolute wonderful job on this. I don't know if I've ever seen um, this 
Yeah, actually, let me see. Yeah, I have seen this type. This is a classic, classic uh, sonnet A, uh, A, B, A, B, uh, C, D, C, D, E, F, E, F, G, G, um, rhyme scheme, which uh, is classic uh, English sonnet. And uh, I think he did an absolute wonderful job uh, constructing this, bringing it together, and his message was very was very cool. Uh, Raz, what do you think about it? It has an interesting philosophy. What's proposed in the verses by Yaha Jab, and uh, it questions: Do you perceive a, a world without God? Or is it that there's too much of a actual society or man-made efforts and constructions and structures which prevents you of perceiving him here now? Great comment. And uh, Wayne, what do you think? I think it's a great sonnet that he wrote there. It's, uh, he wrote it ten years ago. And want to go? He's going to. Uh, Go ten years ago with this poem, so you know, he's been around for a while, and I think it's a great sonnet. He, he did good with it. And it starts out great when it's just to have diverted attention to your eyes, of which, of course, surrounds all modesty. He starts, he starts out just real, 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 real clearness, and did a good job with it all the way through. And it looks like it's got ten, ten syllables per line. It's a classic uh, Shakespearean sonnet. Did a good job with it. Uh, amazing, amazing comment. All right, let me um, go to. Um the phone line and welcome to the show sin hey sin how you doing brother hey how's it going i thought it was thursday all day today so i apologize (laughs) it's okay it's okay And uh, we're going to continue on with the poetry i'm going to have raz go ahead and read the next one uh, let's see. Sin, did you drop one in, my friends? I, I'm sending you one right now, and it's only like three lines. So. Okay. We'll have you read here in a little bit. What I want to do first is get uh, one of these poems from our uh, contest uh, for our anniversary read. And, uh, Raz, I'd like you to read this for us. It is um, from Lestat. Yeah, I could uh, uh, do the verse for you. There's a little echo there in the background. I know it's not myself. I could have sworn I had all the lines clean for today. But here's uh, this poet that Disney Fields. Disney Fields. It was a divine intervention from God that brought me to all poetry. I now wish I found AP so long ago. The rawness I expressed through poems has finally been accentuated. The target audience opened me up to accepting that I am here on earth to be an entertainer and a writer. The very moment I felt the most acceptance in my life was listening to the blog talk show and hearing the comments others made on my work. My skin ignited with energy. Instantly, I thought this energy was in my life before. 
I traced the memory back to watching Disney movies. It was when the movie crescendoed, the feel-good love, energetic within my skin. I felt the most acceptance from my friends and acquaintances of wild poetry. I realized this isn't so much a poem or prose. This is more a testimony, and with it, a pledge to inspire and impact others' lives with as much positronic love that I can give and poem. I love this. I love its message. I love the way he brought this out. This was absolutely phenomenal. And I, I, I really enjoy uh, how he just poured his heart out. And this, this is what it was. It was a person who poured his heart out about a moment in life and a group of people that changed his life. Once again, this is uh, this is who we are. We are about acceptance. We are about um, bringing people in who normally don't feel that uh, they fit anywhere else. And I really am glad that we were able to do this and uh, bring this forward in his life. Uh, really, really am happy about that. Uh, Sin, what did you think about that? Yeah, I'm going to have to echo uh, your your words. Uh, I felt the overwhelming sense of um, joy in those words and um, testimonial of, of, of praise and uh, content with finding a um, a home. Um, which I can relate to when I found spoke words. So it's a um, absolute joyous testimonial and poetic verse. Wonderful comment, Raz. You read it. What do you think? Yeah, the connection here with uh, having a support group and how you felt when you were a kid watching Disney movies is knowing that there's a greater part of love to our democracy and society it all interconnects with that emotion like the writer had said when you would watch Disney movies when you were a kid you knew that uh, there were those around you who are an equal mind of the law and would not wish any harm to come upon a single human being and that's uh, when you have a group like he's describing you're finding positive support in heading at the right direction. What a great comment because that's that's what we're all about. And uh, I really, I'm glad that you uh, said it that way because I think that is an important thing that uh, everybody realizes. And um, Sin, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let you uh, do your poem next. So there you go. All right. This is brevity at its finest, <laughs> at least in, in my terms. I don't do it a lot. Fruit of, fruit of despair. Supple, the root of all evil, truest fruit of despair, anguish at its very folly, posh in its debonair and peace. I like it. 
I, I really do. This is a, a great little brevity that says so much in so few words. Um, whenever I put uh, forbidden fruit or fruit in itself within a poem, I'm talking about uh, pretty much someone that I should have never been involved with or never looked at or something to that effect. And to take a take a bite of that fruit, you know it's going to it's going to taste good at first, but eventually it's going to uh, throw a little bit of a bitter taste in your mouth and uh, maybe cause you to feel a little ill. And uh, I really, uh, really like uh, the direction you took on this. Uh, Raz, what what did you think about it? This reminds me of a poem I've been reading on the front page by Agnes Nice on how you have uh, the bud. And the difference of life is do you want it to actually grow into bloom or just uh, break apart the stem? This is a similar metaphor with the fruit of despair because you can taste of the fruit, but uh, what there is that you learn of that kind of knowledge, is it really worthwhile enough for you to uh, understand on a, on a higher level? of what there is to uh, reality. So uh, I can see uh, easily the comparison series. When I see uh, the genre, however, was ego and life, then it's true. What we uh, believe of ourselves sometimes is its own form of self-deception, which only distracts you from trying to uh, emphasize or understand uh, profound problems than the singular self. I love what Joseph, Moon, what Joseph Moon put out in the board, powerful, poignant brevity sends the third share. So that that's a wonderful comment as well, uh, Joseph. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read mine next. Uh, the other day I was feeling in a very, very strange uh, mood, and I wrote a bunch of uh, absolutely silly, silly um, poems. And this one is no exception. I'll explain to our listeners what uh, what you can uh, what you should be looking at. Um, there is a picture of a guinea pig uh, who is. Uh, right next to one of those handheld weights, but it looks like to him it's a uh, full-blown barbell. And I call this rodent games. And it goes like this. How much longer do I have to wait? The judges have gone on a bathroom break. My muscles are cooling, for goodness sakes. Might pull a hammy if if much longer it takes. Scowl on my face replaces my grin. Oh, my God, the ferret past wind. Please, oh, please, can I begin? No way I'm going to let that smug hamster win. End poem. <laughs> oh, Sin, Sin, what do you think about that one? <laughs> well, your idea is strange and mine are a little different, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoyed it. This is this is this is funny. Uh, 
clever and, and he took a he, he took a picture and brought it to life and gave it a whole uh, a whole story within such few lines uh, that are just make the mind race and, and want more and uh, it was totally totally enjoyable and humorous with that great great work on this one thank you I appreciate it um, Raz what do you think yeah, I was trying to make up my mind of uh, the first perspective here. I think this could possibly be a guinea pig or a hedgehog. And uh, when it comes to that type of life forms of rodents, they uh, definitely don't want to be seen as losers at the pet shop. So uh, it's an interesting take on a level of animal life, which we are not aware of ourselves or Although it does not seem real, there's that possibility that maybe uh, they are competing for who's going to become their long-term animal lover. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Amazing comment. All right. What I'm going to do next is uh, we're going to go to song and uh, a little bit of a a uh, audio file we have here and we're going to listen to a little uh, bud this is called I don't care
I believe I heard this song the other day, but I also want to reiterate what my comments were. And this would be, like I said, a um, a very good compliment to any musician because this is one of Rolling Stone's top ten groups of all times that pretty much people have not, have not many people have heard of, but they were kind of like the groundbreaking group uh, garage group for many, many people, and that's the replacements. Uh, This has a very similar sound to what they are and and the influence behind uh, a lot of um, the music today that we hear. And so this is uh, quite an amazing piece and probably one of my uh, favorite that Bud has done. Um, Sin, what what did you think about it? Uh, and I was I was enjoying it. Uh, I thought the solo was excellent. Um, thought it was a, it was a really good song. Um, when you sit back and 
and jam to it, you know. What else can you ask for? I was jamming that. And he wrote it to Asia. Wrote it for Asia, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Raz, Raz, what do you think? Raz, are you are you there? We got we got scratching Inside right now. Inside you're not okay. I'm gonna <laughs> make it anyway. Real catchy melody. I could uh, see myself easily listening to this song and just wanting to hum along and uh, sing uh, along with uh, the tune Budo has proposed here. I can't wait until his actual music career is out there. This man has an amazing talent for writing, songwriting. I agree with you. I agree with you, brother. And uh, Raz, I'm going to have you go ahead and read our next poem. Since you love to sing, I know you love to read. So here's a little something from Oak. Yeah, I kind of try to counterbalance the music with the literature in the course of a day. It's how I uh, keep my intellect uh, busy outside of obsessing too much over the news. Because then I would probably go psychotic. So, uh, here's Oak Solstice 84, rolling four times. Thunderheads pregnant with foreboding, born of tempest ever present. Then the hummingbird also reminds that humankind too has unique capacity to change course and reverse rather than fly headlong into tragic courses by trajectory forces. And poem. Wow, this is a neat little brevity. Not used to Oak doing brevities too, but uh, it's got uh, a wonderful feeling behind this. Uh, I, I love that concept. Thunderheads pregnant with foreboding, worn of tempest. Presence. Um, you know, I've, I've seen some amazing thunderheads in my time. And for people around the world that don't know what a thunderhead is, if you look at a thunderstorm that's coming your way and you see the anvil-shaped clouds that uh, precede it, that is what the thunderhead is. And uh, I, I think um, I think it's really, really amazing how how um how you how oak put this in the field um and uh i i I love the uh nice talking so much and so little um there there's uh such a a dichotomy here of uh, duality uh from something so fierce to something so gentle and it's a great metaphor for the actual human race itself. Uh, Sin, what did you think? Sin, are you on mute? All right. Sin, we can't hear you at all. Um 
Raz, what did you think uh, reading that? Yeah, I flashed back to a personal experience with a hummingbird, and it occurred to me while reading the verses of this poet, the hummingbird at the time had spoken of a kind of internal tragedy of mankind, just like he said. It can exist within nature and cause absolutely no harm. It naturally has a place here in its own eco-habitat. And yet us, we uh, seem to not uh, adapt in a way that we don't form any kind of uh, destruction along the path of uh, the manner of which you have a devastating storms so there's that interesting mix of metaphors which might be very well true of what we perceive in reality the difference of a hummingbird which is always a representation of peace within nature and then mankind himself that uh, kind of revolts from the very thought of uh, knowing any such peace Wonderful comment. Center uh, you back, my friend. All right. I'm going to say what Joseph Moon said about that. Nature is indeed the supreme teacher. If mankind would only stop to listen, see, and indeed hear. Raz, great read. <laughs> Poignant and thoughtful brevity. Uh, that is an awesome comment. And... Uh, Let's see what we uh, what we have from here. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and read another poem. And uh, we have something that uh, I've been asked to read from... Um, yeah, let me see. Let's see. Something I've been asked to read from Bella. So she is listening right now. Uh, so I am glad that she's listening. And we'll be, I'll be able to read this for her. So this is called Used To by Mibella, and it goes like this. Fingertips dance along with happy raindrops, used to. They used to twirl like melted rainbows, palette of neon hues, splashing bright lights. It moistened even the corners of my lips, taught it how to smile, from the eye to the moon, and from horizon sight back to my tongue, where it used to sing blushed moon drops of bright colored corona. Used to. My twirls used to make the water flow from your edges like waterfall, cleansing my imperfections, washing my stained wings so that my thoughts can freely fly, fly back to your halation, where comfort used to embrace my atman, now used to no longer exists. The clear water from the horizon that used to moist my cheeks in thousands of bright shimmers turned into sleet, freezing my flesh to the core, ripping my marrow from the bone, leaving my adore with bleeding blisters 
from the coldness of shaven moonbeams marking me with indelible monochrome tattooed jejunas touch and poem. I'm gonna I'm gonna catch my breath a little bit and uh, go to Raz for the first comment. Yeah, what I see here, although kind of controversial and maybe not the intention of my Bellowers poem, is one who was forced to uh, abort their own child, and uh, in that sadness of uh, losing the life of what could have been from the womb and the utero, there's this uh, kind of a sense of uh, eternal loss that they had been a natural mother and then had to make that choice and so have never been quite the same. Yeah, I'm I'm taking a look at it. Um, And what I see is I see that there was such great hope at the beginning, hope, 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 that um, used to exist and was something right there that um, really stuck um, to you. That really stuck to the to the um, narrator to the uh, subject that was um, speaking this, and what it ended up doing at the end, it showed that that hope no longer existed, and just fell to pieces and slipped through the hands, and it really turned out to to cause um how how you say um cause despair and tragedy in the end and that's kind of what I pulled off of this I, I think it was just absolutely fantastic um sin are you back my friend yeah I'm back but I missed the poem sorry I had a call from my wife hey. no problem no problem I actually hope that uh, you can read the next poem for us. And uh, it is by Blue Autumn. Are, are you up for reading, Sam? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't read much, so right. yeah, I can read. All right, there you go. I got a little bit of time left. All okay, right, it is on the It's called Kincaid's Concourse, the Blue Autumn. Pinafore, kindness, porcelain softness, look into my eyes, watermelon, shitter rain, lotus footprints weep unwillingly, weighed upon earth's trickled senses, butterflies, salty waters left behind, lemon perfume steals moist dew, from the red blossom shaft, child stow your life jacket. Prepare for Adam, Adamus, 
out of Samaritan, elevation, breed, clearphilus, rising, draft, elderberry, moon, unzip, morning, sunflower, lemon drips, sky lantern, rice paper, luminous launch, constellation, parachute, red wing, blackbird, kites at night, bassoon, blush, pies, entice, hummingbirds, honeysuckle thrush, velvet waves in flight, cipher paints, mascara, leaves, perfume, lollipop stands, peacock upon nocturnal strawberry emerald hued bins, fearless collage, fluttering alloys, emotional tides, crawling crisscross, blueberry fields, topaz root, Lambs and tangled green apple, timber, rose violets, sashaying, crimson dragonflies, flute, lampshade, passenger, alleyways, azure, raindrops, watercolors, wilted sky, attire, translucent, swaying, ladybug, waltz, champagne, blue fire, fingerless, hitchhiker, lavender, silhouette, magenta bee, Insect wings, thread, clarinet river, turquoise, cruelian, silent, purple, acrylic tapestry, Malibu diamonds, cotton candy, scarlet, refractory spire, chiffon, sandcastle, sunbeam, braided strand, autumnal chimes, woodwinds, gems, yellow jacket, wildflower, daisy's hand, Darling, Cinderella, Orchard Stem, Ambers, Optic Fireflies, Camouflage Height, Crowns, Chariot, Undress, Harps, Green Slight, Combustions, Firestorms, Crescent Light, Sunburnt, Almond, Ambers, Bright, Etched, Silver, Sapphire, Frond, Alabaster, Sequin, of Mint, and Whispers, Cremulus, Keys, clue, galaxies, glass, orioles, cello, cornflower, willow, lullaby, pillow, honey, whispering, cattails, kisses, blue, the lute plays, the lark flies from a thatched roof perch, breath of pines, needle, shrouded parchment, a thousand circulatory valleys, cleansing brooks, pathways, pellet, leaching marks, here you must leave me and drift away. A fugitive roaming loosened water plant, sunset mirror to be free. Airborne serious clouds, the river wind winds through celestial fairy tales, brocade, a squadron of still landscape towers, the gauzy fabric and metropolis mountain lands end and then again honeycomb plain. Vapor jaded white staircase of silk touch of bamboo strings washing through crystal cornflower panes. Sea clouds gleam candlelit mulberries her pilgrimage brought amid Kincaid frames in peace. All right, for anybody who doesn't know what this was about, I'm going to tell you what, that was an amazing read, Sin, because <laughs> this, this was not easy, and... Uh, uh, Blue Blue Autumn has uh, such an amazing grasp on uh, language that uh, ab- absolutely brings uh, forth 
some amazing uh, imagery. And for anybody who doesn't know um, and wants to look it up, uh, this is uh, this is um, inspired by Summerside Art of Thomas Kincaid. Uh, Thomas Kincaid, an amazing artist uh, that that does such amazing work. And I think that um, that uh, you did an incredible job reading this sin. Uh, but uh, ultimately, these were the the words that were created here were the different words that um, were felt by uh, Blue uh, in in when he looks at uh, Thomas Kincaid's work, and I think that uh, each person, as they look at different art forms, uh, pull something like this off, and I think it's so well done. Uh, Raz, I'm going to let you have the first comment on Yeah, I've been uh, looking at Thomas Kincaid's paintings recently. They are beautiful. They send a vision of which uh, few painters can capture in their frames. And in this poem, Kincaid's Concourse, uh, the poet has also proposed a bit of storytelling. Because with Kincaid, you have that landscape or that particular subject matter and there seems to be no characters populating what there is of uh, the field of vision and yet here there's the insistence of uh, one who's perhaps uh, a fugitive that's harboring in these idealistic scenes but can't be perceived within the paint as well as another which is a woman of unknown uh, descriptions that also lingers around the cottage of uh, Kincaid's uh, masterful work. And so that does show in-depth interpretation to this piece, Summerside, that there are some kind of uh, actual living backdrops and all that uh, surrealism which he has uh, brought forth into his Canvas uh, masterpiece. Wonderful comment. And Sin, you read it. What do you think? Uh, it was uh, lovely imagery, uh, myriad myriad of wordplay to express uh, emotion and and. And uh, that was felt and seen through the artist. It was uh, it was a mouthful, um, but it was it was very colorful, very imaginative, very 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 artful. Great comment. Uh, right now, um, I'm going to go to the phone lines, and I'd like to welcome in the boss herself, uh, Virtuoso, oh Boo. Oh, Lord. Hey, Boo. Uh, I don't say that, Jay. You are always going to be known as the Virtuoso. I don't oh, care. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> oh. Well, 
Bowie, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let you read right away. I can wait. I think. Oh, okay. You, you want to wait? Okay. It doesn't matter. I, know it's can... Okay. I can if you need me to. I, I, I'm at work, so maybe. I don't know. I don't want to butt in front of anybody. Okay. Joseph Moon was going to be next. We're going to have Raz read him. He's out on the board. And I want to say hello to Bella out on the board because she's out there too. you. And we've got three. Hi, Bella. And you're going to read. And uh, Raz, if you could read uh, Mr. Moon for us. Yes, I would consider it a pleasure to read Joseph Moon. What this person brings to a home, only one who has expertise in the English language is capable of doing himself. And here we go. Embrace the Madness with a Smile. And this was a collaboration with Poetis King. A young girl in the purity of her youth, dance of illusion, seeker of light, shadows of truth, such as we know is false in death and sooth. The true meaning of equality lost is one. Illusions of insanity or death by limited gun, when all this heavy history is done, faded light lost in reflections, broken wings, snowflake imperfection, incense of burnt offerings, and thousands rare in colorings. Hardcore truth, life's truth, of others embrace. There I found a perfect place where love has left a printed trace. Stitches. In time and poem. I love this because um, even though it was a collaboration, it continued to keep, I believe, the feel of Joseph Moon's um, Joseph Moon's um, classical style. And I think Kay did such a great job of adapting to Joseph's style here that it made it almost look like it was one author. And I I think that they did an absolute wonderful, wonderful job with this. Uh, Just absolutely fabulous. Um, Sin, what did you think about it? Yeah, I'll second. I will second that. I was looking for um, the 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 abstract for K, and I don't see that. So uh, I'll, I'll second the the fluidity of the two authors. Um, I think this is a really unique piece, um, one that deserves a second reading and a little a little delving into. I think there's a little more here than. One reading will give you. Um, I think it's a really unique piece that uh, deserves, deserves more uh, than one go. It works. All right. Raz, you read it. What do you think? This shows that knowing any kind of madness in the sense of not completely losing your mind, but Truths that cannot be uh, known or popularized through science or the daily speech of society 
that here these characters in this domestic situation, they're bordering on the truth. And even then, it's one like in any poetry that can't be described to uh, appeal to the masses to understand for themselves why the term of romantic madness. Wonderful comment. And uh, Boo, you get the last say, and then we're going to put your piece on the board. Yeah, I like the way uh, Raz described it. I thought that was interesting. True, there's more going on here. And this is really short, too. Um, Faded light and reflection of broken wings. I see love, but I don't know. I see death here, too. And then I love the ending, hardcore truth. Life's truth, a mother's embrace. I believe maybe she's talking about the loss of her son and uh, hopefully, um, you know, seeing him again in the afterlife. It's very beautiful, very poignant, and I agree with Finn. I think there's a lot more going on here at these times. So it in. It's a great poem. I've never seen Moon do a collaboration. So, good stuff. Wonderful comments. And before I get get your piece on the board, I want to welcome to the show uh, Crystal. Hello, Crystal. Hello. Hello. That's okay, Boo. Let me see. Uh, I'm trying. Okay, there it is. It's on the board now. On the board now. Okay. Okay, for Sky, for concept, it's called F Ticket Party of One. The time is now prepared to fight. We move as one under dead of night. Believe in ourselves, warrior on the ground. Everywhere you look, wretched evil unbound. Careful who you trust. Poetic players trolling. No care for my work. Bitch, keep on scrolling. True warriors quit. Now the hunt begins. Stand on our feet to absolve our sins. Goddesses always rise, quite bitter, even. Watch as I finally slay a metaphoric demon. I love this. I love this. This is uh, quite, quite the thing. I want to read the quote. This is was inspired by, there is no justice in the world, not unless we make it. This is absolutely, um, uh, I want to say fierce, boo. You absolutely brought a fierceness to this right, to this quote, to this prompt that uh, kind of brought it to a level of straight in your face, and you're going to take it whether whether you like it or not. Uh, I, I love this. This this is this has such a, a great feel. Uh, Raz, what do you think? Thank you. I see a level of psychology in play with the verses. What there is of the goddess rising, that's just confronting all the problems that are thrown in your way on a day-to-day basis and knowing how to rationalize that they should not in any way feel to inflict your true individual independence from uh, these kinds of... uh, social distinctions. Wonderful comment. And uh, 
Crystal, we're going to get let you comment, and then we're going to drop your uh, your piece on the board next. Okay. Yeah, this poem definitely makes me think of a boo poem like that, like what you were saying, fierce and has a lot of um, power in it. And, of course, like the ending about God has always right, how truthful is that? I mean, Boo always knows I'm all for that. And um, but I do, I, I always love how you, you bring this um, fierce and positive vibe to every single poem, like no matter how many times you get knocked down, you're going to get back up kind of poems, and I always love that. I think this is great, too. Oh, thank you, Crystal, for putting Thanks, putting Chumbawamba into my head. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't find the button at the time. Thank I you. can knock down, but I get up again. <laughs> there you go, Raz. <laughs> oh, my gosh, there's a little Chumbawamba going. All right, uh, Crystal, I am excited to hear you read this piece. This okay. was for our contest. Yeah, that's um, one reason why I brought it. Um, this is called accept, not accept, which is two, the two different words for people that are listening and don't know. Here we go. Can you hear the cries of the desperate, desperate for more than just life? Life is but a puzzle piece, pieced together sometimes just right. Do you see the broken, broken glass glued to bloody hands? Hands tied in stereotyped ropes, ropes no one understands. Do you accept the perfectly imperfect? Imperfect is just an understatement. Understatement of the times we faced, facing more than unrecognized treatment. Do you criticize the writings of hearts, hearts so bruised and battered, battered with a cliche mixer, mixing with all lives matter? Can we embrace the truth, truth deep inside the rejected? Projected from so many lives, lives we have accepted. End poem. I love this. We have had some amazing, amazing poetry here today that um, has been spun off from our anniversary. Um, and we're so thankful for everyone who wrote to that contest, who continued has has continued to be in, uh, just part of this family. Um, I love. That was the hardest love, judging I've ever had. <laughs> I know it was. It was. But I, you know, it, there were so many pieces that I loved, and this was no exception. Uh, no pun intended. But um, I, 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 uh, I absolutely found this amazing and. So in the spirit, your uh, construction of the form was very admirable and very spot on. I, I love that little twist that you put to it. Uh, Raz, what what did you think? Yeah, with accept, not accept. You have a kind of social message of... Uh, trying to understand we are all interrelated beings. And because of that, we could at least uh, cooperate on not interfering with each other's lives. So here, acceptance is as easy as just not bothering to uh, 
discredit or discriminate some other member of society and uh, respecting our, our bonds, our own uh, form of being separate from our neighbors and yet still being the same as our neighbors. Exactly, Russ. Thank you. Wonderful comment. And Boo, what do you think? Oh, I love this one, too. Uh, this shows so much heart and shows who you are, who you've always been from day one, so supportive. And you believe like you truly believe. You're not just bullshitting and going along with, with it. And that makes you, I mean, priceless. Not only that, to see how much you've grown in the last two years or so since we've met you, I mean, it's like leaps and bounds. Um, I also loved your poem last year. I love your fish familia. thought that was adorable. Uh, but this one shows your growth, your maturity, and your acceptance of other people. And, you know, you're one of the only rare people that I've ever heard or met on here that don't talk about other people, that don't say bad things about other people. And you're positive, just a good girl, the kind of girl that you want your son to marry. That's you. <laughs> and your poetry is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank man. you. You're welcome. You're a goddess. Did you see what uh, Bella wrote about you, Boo, out in the board? Yeah. I wish I had a little yeah. of you, Boo, and, my, and a strong heart. <laughs> she does. She does already. <laughs> I know that. I know that. Okay, we only. I only have a couple uh, more poems on my list. So were you hey, able hey, to maybe get you want to the... talk about your show last night so you could tell you know other people can download it and stuff? Sure, sure. Um It was really cool. You, yeah, we w I had a show last night that uh was pretty much a chronicle of um of um what two we years. have done in the first two years. Mm-hmm. It's the first part of a two part series of uh, sound bites and audio files that uh, I've been compiling together to present to people. We had a listening party last night. It was amazing. We had, we've had we uh, had multiple, multiple people listening to it. Um, you can go to... Uh, our, yeah. Yep, snippets. You can go to our website, HTTPS. Uh, colon backslash backslash blog talk radio dot com backslash Lacosa Nostra Radio. All one <laughs> uh well I'm doing this for people who are just listening, Boo and not oh, and not wow. part of our group. So so if they, that is Lacosa Nostra Radio one word and uh you can go to that and look up um look up uh the uh sound of Lacosa Nostra part one and that will be right there as the second one down after this our house show pops up and you can go ahead and listen to it download it and it is an amazing amazing uh blast of um, sounds and showing off the great talent that we have as artists here poets singers songwriters and everything like that. So it's definitely something to check out and uh, find out about. Um, Boo, were you able to get that certain person to show up? No. 
No, I don't think he can come. All right. Then he asked me to read for him, and he will be next. And uh, I'm going to read uh, Ocean of Tide, Ocean of Tides of Wine uh, by Poetic Picasso, a collaboration with Eve. And it goes like this. In the ocean, there are many tidal waves and ripped currents forged in the elements of the torrent of winds and pangs against the refuge of lovers kept from smooth sailings abroad. Let us magnetize the waves that drift us further apart, becoming the polarized magnetism of one body within one heart beating that cannot be pulled one from the other. And the fusion of that palpable force of two inseparable magnets unites the celestial meridian of our souls, strengthening in the swishing echoes of the crystalline waters swirling over the rocks beyond the sand castles we once built together, a token of our devotion. A yearning that has no boundaries, no melancholy of impossible dreams within the pillars of our sacred love, where the phantoms of the tempest of the past drown in the fading tides receding along the shores, two lovers bathing in the ocean of wine with an aromatic scent of the pristine jasmines accompanying the soothing flow of the ripples of ebbs attesting to our intimate secrets and your beauty, my beloved Aphrodite. Tis thy beauty I adore, and before thee I shall drink from thy glass of wine and know forever thy love, me amor. End poem. All right. Um... I love this. You know, this is uh, such a great collaboration. You, um, it almost like it, it almost reads like from from the from a one person view. It almost reads from from the masculine view, looking at looking at the feminine, and it just bleeds that way. And I think that they did a wonderful uh, wonderful job using the metaphors and ultimately talking about the intoxication of love itself there at the end. Um, just a fabulous, fabulous job. Um, let me get a comment. Let's start the comments off with uh, Raz. Yeah, this time by hearing oceans that are compromised only of wine and the thought of Sigeria, which was the daughter of Zeus, I uh, interpret this piece from my own personal perspective. It would be like finding the Sergerian Sea and then just guzzling down the waters in order to drown in Aphrodite's love. That's a wonderful comment. Crystal, what do you think? Well, I love, like uh, like what you were saying, Jay, like seeing it from only a, a one person's view because in that you see um, this 
passion. Like they're even these words that are formed together just are so passionate and romantic, and it's like you know, it's such beautiful language. Like, um, like the the metaphors and the descriptions and everything, and just talking about um, bathing and their love together. Like to me, that's like really really beautiful. It almost has like a an old kind of tone, um, kind of like old poetry language almost. Like, I mean, like even maybe uh, just the way that it sounds and, and was written. But I, I think he did a wonderful job. Wonderful. And Boo, what do you think? Yeah, I know. I know Frank's like the collab king. But uh, this, I think, is like maybe one of his best just because it flows so well together. They blended so well together. I know everybody says that, but really it's hard to tell. And it just just meshes together so well, so loving, romantic, sensual as well, but classy. I like the language as well. Um, I don't know the poet he wrote with, but she did a fantastic job here. Beautiful. All right. Uh, Boo, you are what? up. You're up. Oh, to read not me. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. no, it's Gothic, Gothic uh, Lolita. Okay. I just thought this poem was really, really interesting. Um, okay, one second. I was writing something. Sorry. Okay. Um, here we go. Where am I? Okay. This is Gothic Lolita. She's new, and uh, I just came across this. I thought it was good. So, um, so it says, Confessions of a Borderline. It's been two years since someone has called my name out loud. I don't feel my legs most of the time. I believe I am a floating head. When I avoid looking in the mirror for days, I forget how I look like, and I find it comforting that I can only judge other people instead. I've quit smoking one year ago, but I dream I smoke every night. I'm the first to say goodbye and then run, but I am lonely, so I write. For ghosts that won't suddenly wake up and realize that I need love, but it was too much for a borderline with a depressive edge to allow. It might seem that I moved at least nine different houses since I was five, but to me I've only ever changed rooms, beds, books, and curtains, chasing a high that this universe has kept hidden in parallel realities. I cannot touch, probably I can't even imagine living in. When I first found my dream, I was, and everyone ignored it, so I decided I will show them what I mean and someone will read it. But I am 25, and my name got erased, even from friends' memories. Still no one sees what I see, but I believe hope does die, last, hopefully. End poem. Wow, this has really got some amazing power to it and thought. You know, there's there's so much we... Um, in our memory that we hold on to that turns into, like, uh, a lot of the times um, in, mil- in the military terms, we're told about something called muscle memory. And muscle memory is when you repeat something over and over again that where it becomes natural to you. Uh, like uh, when, when, I carry, when you carry your M16, you never put your finger in the trigger stock. You, always, you, always, you never put it in the trigger well, I mean, 
and you always hold it straight in front of you unless you're ready to shoot. That way it doesn't accidentally go off. And it's a safety precaution that is muscle memory. When you teach yourself how to do that over and over again, it becomes absolutely natural. There's so much stuff within our lives that we've had in the past that almost like it's a ghost, uh, a ghost uh, image, a ghost feeling. And we just hold on to that feeling. And uh, I see a lot of that here within this, uh, this uh, poem that um, it's questioning a lot of change, but the change almost seems like it's standing still. Um, before I get any comments, I want to welcome to the show, better late than never, Salwa. Hello, Salwa. <laughs> Hello. I'm sorry. I thought there was hi, no It's my fault. Hi, hi. <laughs> I thought there was no show. I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought that. Sorry about that. So, yeah, I'm um, Salwa. I, I know that. I know you thing. got, well, no, I I sent her a reminder. That's why she showed up. Yeah, I know, Come I on. know. That's why I said, I said I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I I no, no, it's one. okay. I didn't, check my, I didn't check my message. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. You're, you're fine. I know you got in time to hear this poem. What do you think about it? Yes. Oh, my goodness. It really moved me deeply. Seems like someone's suffering from something. Uh, I'm not sure if it's, if it's mental depression or something big that no no one can see it, no one can feel it. She's alone in this. And yeah. she's a very alone and really got deep. Every word is so emotional. Uh, you cannot, yes, we. some people maybe haven't seen your dream and heard you, but we actually heard you today with your every word you said. It's very deep. It really moved me deeply. It gave me goosebumps, actually. From uh, hearing here, and you read it so beautifully, Bo. Um, very touching and so beautifully written as well. Thank you, Sarah. My pleasure. And Crystal, what do you think? Hi, Crystal. Yeah, I um, I, I can understand some of these parts too, especially like um, the ending. I don't have a bipolar, but like I can understand about the. It seems. Like, especially when she says how old she is, and I'm very close to that same age, that it is a very hard time where it seems like, especially in a modern age, where nobody really does say your name much anymore, nobody calls, nobody texts, they just live on with their own lives. It's like a part of growing up, and I always find it just to be very sad. But a part about uh, my name got erased even from my friends' memories, can I understand that? (laughs) But, like, I love that the ending about that hopefully that hope does die last, which I would think so, too, and I could understand uh, that feeling coming from her. But I just, I love how positive this was. Not positive, but, like, um, like the ending being a little more positive. But, like, how personal it is, too. How she, like, put her life just right out in front and spoke her thoughts, spoke her emotions, and that's what poetry is supposed to be about. And sometimes it's really hard to do um, and even have it turn out beautiful. Sometimes you could write out your emotions, and it looks like you just throw a fit. But this doesn't look like that at all. This looks like she laid her heart out on the line, and uh, I think it's just beautiful. 
That is a great comment. And Raz, what do you think? Yeah, this is definitely on learning to uh, adapt to a certain sickness when I looked at the genre. It's on someone who uh, had suffered from some form of psychological sickness. And as they went on over the years, trying to pen down that sense of being haunted by their own past or aberrations of their minds, they uh, keep on growing like anybody else, despite any form of uh, manic depression or schizophrenia, obsessive compulsive disorder, because life is a stage of development. As the years go by, you only grow older. It doesn't matter if you're sick. What an amazing comment. And Boo, you read it. What do you think? Well, I think it's so deep. I mean, and it's honest, too. Anybody with personality disorder will tell you that they feel lonely and isolated, and it's like almost like Groundhog Day repeating itself over and over again. And she's, like Crystal said, putting it out there, and it's honest, and it's upfront, and it's not an easy thing to, to live with or deal with it. Many people don't understand it. It's... um very misunderstood, and I put some stuff about it on the board if anyone's interested, but um, the fact that she came out and said it, and then she said it so poignantly and so poetically, I give her props and uh, for the writing and for the honesty. Great poem. All right, here's what I'm going to do next. I'm going to say my thank yous. We're going to then finish up with our last two poems. The first one is going to be Salwa, and the second one's going to be Lizzie. So I want to, first of all, thank everybody who called today. Rose, Gary, Raz, Wayne, Sin, Crystal, Salwa, the people out on the board, uh, Joseph Moon, Irish, Titus, Bella. It's great great to see everybody out there. Rick, you were out. He was out there, too. And we played a wonderful SoundCloud from Rick. And... uh, so it, it, it's um, so it's wonderful to have everybody here. And uh, Boo, I want to thank you, special, for being the heartbeat of this group and for uh, bringing us together and leading us uh, to our third year. So, uh, without further ado, Sawa, you are up. Okay, thank you. Thank you for for. Give me a chance, thank you. Okay, I just wrote this a couple of days ago. It's very short, actually. Um, if I knew, if I knew the sea would drown my heart, I would not have failed. My tears would die in dreams, I would not have cried. The lies would become you, I would not have loved. And I've put it in French, actually, la mer. Si je savais la mer noire à mon cœur, je n'aurais pas navigué. Mes larmes mouriront dans mes rêves et je n'aurais pas pleuré. Les mensonges deviendront en toi, je n'aurais pas aimé. It's a contest that has to be written only in English and only number of words. What happened, I wrote it. It just counts perfectly. So I put it there. Anyway, end of poem. Wow. That is... Um... 
That is amazing. This is such a, a great brevity. And I don't think I've ever seen you write this short before, but it um, tells so much. You know, it reminds me of the song, The Dance. Um, you know, it, uh, it's like, um, uh, you know, if, if I knew all that stuff, that was going to happen in the future, would I, uh, you know, I, I probably would have changed what I'm doing now. And, but ultimately, uh, you dance that dance that uh, was there, and it turned out to be something you didn't want to lose, and regardless of the pain you went through. And that's what I see within this within this short poem. In this short poem, you brought that up. Okay, I'm, I'm hearing <laughs> crumpling, crumpling, crumpling. Oh my God! Sorry. Is the bag of I thought I was on mute. I'm sorry. I'm eating gummy bears. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, boo. I'm just kidding. Are you, did you, boo, 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 I have one question for you. Yeah. Did you bring it off the level, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I did. <laughs> okay. Uh, let, me, let me start the comments with Raz. Raz, what do you think? Yeah, I wrote a comment here back to it in which I said, what there are to the lies we accept on realization can hurt but the psychological letting go empowers the spirit of perceiving life to be greater. Wow, thank you. Thank you, Vicky. Nice yeah, wonderful comment. And we're going to leave the uh, audience out on the board in about 60 seconds. So once again, you guys have been amazing. We, we love you all and thank you. Uh, Crystal, what do you think? Yeah, for one, I want more. <laughs> I know that much. <laughs> I want more of this because I, I I was sitting there looking at. It, I was like, why is it so short? I read it in like five seconds, and then I wanted more. Um, <laughs> but like, I I love where you go with this though. If I knew, and then and then like uh, you talk about um, that there would be no tears and there would um, be nothing really at all if you ever knew. But that kind of had me thinking like that's just the way that life is. And it kind of would just make it boring if we knew everything. Yeah, we wouldn't want to experience anger or sadness or anything like that. That's the one part about life is all the unexpected. And um, and that's what I get from this is that we may never know our dreams. We may never know what our emotions are or whatever is going to happen. But that's the part of life that kind of makes it exciting. So if we knew of everything, it would be pointless. So I, I think you, you did a great job with this, but I still want more. <laughs> great <laughs> job, contest, I wrote, Actually, I wrote longer, but the contest said 35 words, so I challenged myself. I never write that short. So I said, okay, let me give it a try. It was long, longer. I cut it off. I can send you the rest. And boo, you get the last day on this poem. Oh, I love this. Oh, I think this is awesome. I don't you know, I this is like wise advice for anybody, but it's also somebody who's really 
cautious, you know, like Crystal said, we wouldn't know those things if we didn't experience them, we would have missed them. And I love, of course, the lies will become you. I would not have loved. Think of all the love that we wasted. But if we didn't, then we wouldn't know love. So I think this is a wise piece of advice, a cautionary tale, and just the truth all wrapped in one. I thought you did awesome. Thank you, Boo. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. You know, what a coulda, shoulda, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Here comes our last poem. And uh, I was trying to figure out who to read read for this one, but I think I am going to read for this one because I, it, it is almost in a storytelling way, and I, I like the way it looks and the way it feels. This is called The Guardian by Glow Lizzie, and it goes like this. Atop the hill above the village sits a boy no more than nine. There he sits, glazed, saddened eyes, Staring out over the land, villagers tell a tale, horrific gut-twisting legend from days of yore. Before paved streets and lighted poles, a family drove down dark dirt roads. One Tuesday night, a storm set in, thickening fog blocked the lights of the sky above. As the family tried to traverse the road, They were no match for the muddy, flooded trail. Slipping off into the woods, a crashing, crunching sound, then an explosion followed. Fire spread, consuming the car. The family withered into the flames. As the flames died, the burnt bodies were removed. The saddest, a little boy with a teddy bear now fused. Buried far from home, nameless headstones placed to mark their tombs. Sightings of this little boy have been seen, sitting overlooking the streets below. Some believe he has become a guardian, guiding those who travel the deadly road. End poem. I love this. I love the story storytelling aspect of this, the way it's presented, and the way um, the way that uh, she delivered it. Um, she she brought forth a quality, um, almost almost uh, what, what do I want to say? Uh, uh, she created an urban legend in itself, and it, it's so neat how she was able to do that. Uh, something that was very unique. And something that was very, uh, very cool. Uh, this is for uh, Wayne's contest, and uh, it's uh, it's about a ghostly tale. Little Ghost on the Hill. That's what the contest was. So that's cool. Um, let me get some comments for Lizzie on this. And let me start with someone who absolutely loves all this horror stuff. Crystal. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Sala, too. Sala's oh. worse than I. Oh, yes, they both do. Both big fans. <laughs> I, I can handle a little better than Sala. Sala, like, once you say it's something dark and spooky, she'd be like, I'm going to take, going to get off the phone now. <laughs> I, I'll say. <laughs> but, no, I, I I really love where, where she went with this. Like, she did go with that kind of, like, um, ghost story type thing. But the thing is, it, it doesn't even, like, set. 
like a ghost story kind of feel like, because you know how you want to scare people in the beginning, and it doesn't. It's like this little boy is sitting on a hill, and he's nine years old. But then you get into that, uh, into the, like the climax, and um, and everything happens, and then all of a sudden you have no idea what has happened, and it, it gives that very good um, vibe of a ghost story. But, yeah, I, I love just kind of how, like, haunting it is. And I think, like, I was intrigued in it. I think she did a great job. But Lizzie always writes amazing poetry. Even if I'm not that big a fan of dark, I always love Lizzie's. And Raz, what do you think? Yeah, this would horrify me because uh, I can't even watch My Little Pony like others here who listen to the show, but um, no, this uh, really speaks uh, on a level of a ghost story that can easily be shared and passed, uh, if not through this poem, her seeking out publication somewhere that we hear of this uh, little boy who survived the car crash loss of his family and goes on haunting certain American roads because it's one of those ghost stories which has a possible feasibility to the paranormal. Absolutely, and uh, we got to watch out for those vicious ponies. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I love that. Uh, boo. <laughs> watch those vicious bitches. <laughs> <laughs> boo, what do you think? Yeah, this is like really a real ghost story. I mean, this sounds totally like, you know, it could be one. And the picture, I think, is trippy too and she draws you in from the first stanza atop the hill above a village since the boy you're now he sits glazed sad night you're like oh I wonder what happened and her words are fantastic and it's just the right length to keep you wanting more and keep you curious but still gets the point across uh, I thought it was really really good um, like everything she writes but uh, this one's pretty moving Excellent, excellent. Okay, well, that's going to do it for our show today. I'm going to play a little outro here, but I want to remind everybody that Friday is uh, we have uh, Becky. Um, let's see, what isn't it, it? It is Becky on Friday, right, Boo? Yeah, she does. I don't think she has a topic yet. No, Maybe. she doesn't. Okay. okay, Becky will be up at. Uh, on Friday at uh, 9 o'clock, and then it's Sultry Saturday with Brandy on Saturday uh, at 10 o'clock uh, Eastern. So do I not miss those two I think it's Open Sultry, I think. Yes, it is. It is Open mm-hmm. Sultry. If you bring a, a, you can bring a couple brevities if you want. Yeah. And it doesn't so have to be, I want to say this about that. It doesn't have to be sex or sexual. It can be love or loving. I think people get the wrong idea sometimes, and that's why they don't call. But it doesn't have to be, you know, in your face all sex. Just sensual is tastefully done right. Right, Jay? Absolutely, Boo. You got that uh, You got that down right. All right. Now we're going to play a little bit of Boo as our outro. Uh, her playing a little bit of the Thompson twin. Oh, 80s vibe. There you go, Raz. <laughs> and Raz has been singing all sober. I know. I need yeah, another request I, I'm from a little Raz. Sombered. I need a little, another request <laughs> from you, Raz. 
Oh, I love this song. This has been La Costa Nostra Radio, our house. You're always welcome at our house. This is JCA signing off.